I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfathers was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. And we're back. Another episode of QTP. Here we are. How was your week? Yo, it's been dope. It's been hella dope. I think this is episode 44, uh, which, you know, loving the numbers. It's like, okay, a, well. you, you know, like <laughs> 2022, it's, it's a double... 44, I like a double. Any type of double makes me feel good because it feels like a Gemini, like twins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, coming up to Gemini season here soon, uh, having another like alignment sign uh, always feels good. So that was random. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not <laughs> random because so I'm actually in North Carolina right now with okay. the fam. And yes. the, like my dad has a timeshare. So like the, it, it kind of has like an apartment complex or like residential neighborhood kind of feel to it. Okay. And the building number is 44. Come so- on. <laughs> See? Everything's aligning. And my dad's like, and then boom, number 44, President Barack Obama. You got Obama behind you. So right. I don't know. This energy that's going on, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it's for, but I'm all about it. <laughs> yes, oh, I'm living. Ooh. Oh, that's so good. I'm like, I'm starting to sweat now. Uh, I was like legit about to like, you know, just like kicking myself being like, why'd you bring up 44 calendar? doesn't even matter. And then look at it. It, it makes all the sense or like it, it matters in, in the ways that I didn't even realize. How cool yeah. is that? Yes. And see. Cool. Uh, I remember I said that last week. People don't say NC, do they? No plan. Yes, North Carolina. Uh, I didn't realize it was a timeshare that you're in. Yeah, I mean, this is the only timeshare that I know of. So I'm like, I don't know everyone else's timeshare experience. (laughs) This one, it's cool though, because it's like we're out in the middle of nowhere and it's called Lake Lur. So it's about 45 minutes from Asheville. And a lot of people know Asheville, North Carolina. It's like the food, it's supposed to be like the foodie mecca. Like there's uh-huh. a ton of restaurants, et cetera, but we're, we're 45 minutes away from that. So we're on the lake. There's like a okay, 44 minutes. If you're really cruising, no, I'm joking. I think that's <laughs> I'm just joking. But, but there's so many twists and turns because we're like in a mountain. So oh, like, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's just like a kind of, it's more of like a um, kind of, I wouldn't say a townhouse, kind of like a duplex. I'd put it that way. That's the kind mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of place that I'm in, but it's really dope because we are in the mountains. You like barely get any reception. So I'm thankful even to be able to do this today. <laughs> Hopefully nothing goes wrong. But I mean, our listeners are used to us going wrong somewhere and it's usually my fault. So I will apologize in advance, but um, it's a really cool spot because it really just makes you kind of just get away. Couldn't, you know, just do what you want to do without too many, too much distraction. So 
It's been really cool. My dad kind of tries to bring everybody out or bring who would like to come out every year. He gets to the same time every year and we do kayaking, uh-huh. we do golfing. Um, so it's, it's, it's real chill. He just kind of fills the fridge and then, but we also go out to eat. So just like any other trip, you have more than more food than you need. Um, but it's, it's really cool. So that's where I've been kicked up this past few days. We are about halfway through our trip. So um, we have another half to go, but it's been really cool so far. I I don't know too much about North Carolina, but this is probably the extent of what I know, but it's been cool so far. So that's been my week kind of nice. last few days. Are, are you doing like outdoor stuff then mostly yeah so like today we were out on the on the lake so that's why like I did not have my phone on me and I'm like I gotta get back and record my podcast (laughs) (laughs) in Africa are relying on us (laughs) (laughs) y'all understand we're worldwide (laughs) do you not understand like do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth this is not a game we are just waiting for our time to shine and if we don't record this episode you can ruin all of that for us <laughs> I live have you not heard my mixtape no, <laughs> seriously but um but yeah so today I was out on the lake and I was kayaking um my cousin fell in so that was a really uh, funny experience to see because the, the guy had a he had a life jacket on you know uh-huh. and so when he fell over you would have thought he was in there with sharks the way he was jumping <laughs> up and down trying to get back onto his kayak so that was a highlight of my day today but then my dad also went out there with us and he was trying to catch fish wasn't he wasn't having too much luck but so we were just out there all day realistically um nice. But it didn't, you know, your girl's still, and, I, and I'm keeping people posted with this sunburn process that I got going on. That's right. <laughs> it hasn't been helping. Like, that did not help me today. Like, I just keep peeling, and I don't know oh, why. Oh, no. <laughs> so, anybody out there who has any suggestions, please let me know, like, as soon as possible, because, you know, <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to stop shedding. So, I'm just trying to have fun in these outdoor activities. And, um, my body's not having it. So <laughs> dang, does it hurt still? Like no, the no, surface no. and stuff? Okay. Thankfully, no. Like it literally burned to take a shower for like the first five days, but I'm good now. It's just like I'm shedding like a snake and I, <laughs> I just don't understand it. <laughs> the new you is emerging. It's just coming out. Okay. You know what? Yes. Yes. I am totally gonna take that and I'm going to say that every time. If anybody wants to say something, say some slick shit to me about my team, I'm gonna be like the new me is emerging. You just don't see it. Right? <laughs> Growth. Okay. Uh, happy birthday to me. <laughs> happy re-emergence <laughs> process to me. Thank you so much exactly. for being here for the celebration. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm gonna say. So um, oh. Brilliant. Are kayaks the one that are like a banana and then you put your legs in like the tube and it's like a hole, like it's, it's almost like cinched around your waist. Um, no, no. Oh, if it, if there's like a separate one, that's actually like that, or if that's a different style kayak, but no, the one that I was in, your feet are out. You'd kind of just have these two adjustable pedals. um, Okay. And then you have like the robo paddle or whatever that Uh on both ends so um so yeah so i mean and they go pretty fast too so it was it was cool 
I mean, it was cool, but they are a little rocky. So <laughs> if you turn a certain way, you can just flop right on over, which obviously happened to my cousin today. Homeboy lost his glasses. Like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> about it was like, we were roaming back and he's like, Michaela, you're going to have to guide me. I'm like, do you know how big this lake is? Like, just go straight. Like, just keep going. And so I kept having to turn around, veer to the right. You got to go to the right. And I'm like, bro, like you're in the middle of the lake and there's boats just like going past. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. So uh, it, it, it was an experience today. That's too good. But enough uh, about me. Well, I was going to say, I kind of understand the panic. Uh, I've been afraid of kayaks. I'm pretty sure like the ones that like have your legs trapped underneath that, like whatever, like that scares me. I've never done that it. Scary. I, I, wasn't I feel like, yeah, like if you flip, it's like, how do I flip back over? You know, and then how do I get my legs out? Like just the thought of it alone. I, I don't get in them because I see the shape and I'm like, no, thank you. Mm hmm. I don't blame you. See, that that would be a little bit scary. And I'm like, my legs are too long for this. Like, you, know? you know? You know how long it's going to take me to get one leg out if something goes wrong? And you got to do it upside down underwater. Yeah. Like, that yep. would freak me out. I would be freaked out, too. So I really don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, what kind or, like, if that was the type. Because, uh, yeah, I was going to say the panic, I definitely understand. Because I won't even get into one of those things because of the panic. Uh, mm -hmm. that I feel just off top. Uh, nope. but yeah. Okay. Well, if it's like a little canoe style where it's like open above you, I can see that a little bit more where it's like, yeah. you're okay. Your legs aren't trapped. <laughs> You'll be okay here. <laughs> just <laughs> if you fall into the water, like, all right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, for, what's been going on with you? Yeah. Just, uh, it's been bead central over here. Um, knocking out stuff left and right uh so yeah i've just been putting in like really long days of beating i'm starting to adjust to this new schedule of like going till about 12 30 at night and then waking up about 7 7 30 in the morning uh and starting all over again no uh, no However, I'm, I, I am, well, I did it over the weekend and during the weekend, I, I gave myself Saturday where I slept for about 12 hours. I went to bed. It was like 1245 and I didn't get up to almost 1 PM. So that was kind of dope, yeah. um, to get like nearly a half day of sleep. Um, however, I was like all Friday day into Friday night, all Saturday, all Sunday was like all beads. Um, However, now that like the week has started, I'm trying to get like a little bit more regimented on my schedule. So I've been going back to the gym um, at the top of my day, which has been nice. Uh, I'm starting to find like a cool little pocket because uh, before I would go to the gym at like 530 and there wouldn't be people. And then I started going a little bit later, probably like 637. And then it was like hella people. And I was just like ugh, over it, you know, mm -hmm. anti-social me, just not wanting to be around anybody. Uh, anyways, I found a new pocket of like eight o'clock. Uh, so yeah, so now when I'm getting up at like seven 30, then I can get down to the gym about eight and start my workout. And there's usually only about two, maybe three people there. Uh, and it's a big enough space to where it's like, we're not around each other. Um, so yeah, so that's been dope. So like, even though it is like a kind of like constricted schedule, um, it's kind of necessary for the moment. Uh, and I'm still getting, you know, I'm going out, I'm walking, getting outside. And then I'm also getting a workout in, uh, except I took it a little bit too hard. My 
<laughs> my calves are like extra. They're like swollen. They're not even sore. They're oh, swollen. No. Like I broke down the muscle too much to now that they're like, they're swollen. They're like these big, like Hulk calves inside my sweats that are just like puffy. Uh, and I try to stand up and it hurts so bad. Uh, so like my first like 10 to 15 steps are all hobbles. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I can kind of adjust to the pain and then I can start walking through it. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess I hit my calves way too hard. Uh, <laughs> so I'm on my second day soreness and and it's crazy. Uh, just, yeah, just the pain of it all, which makes me like giggle. Cause I like try to tell myself, I'm like, girl, if you were in danger though, you wouldn't be hobbling around. Like you would get up and go. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know if something happened and I had to throw on my shoes and run, like the pain would like leave my head. Right. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Since it's just me, like trying to get up and get water. I like hobble like an old man. I'm like, oh, oh, and like wince, you know? Uh, so in my head, I try to tell myself, I'm like, however, like <laughs> if you were really pressed, you would go. So just go. Um, so I'm trying to like not wince and hobble through, uh, yeah. At the exact same time, I am human. So <laughs> yeah, just uh, negotiating a little workout pain and uh, keeping it moving. I always say if you're not sore, then that's the bigger problem because that means you didn't work out hard enough or you didn't work out any muscle. So even no. though you, may have, you know, you might have straddled the line of too much. <laughs> too I definitely went over okay. it. You know what I mean? It's, it's arm day the next day. That's completely <laughs> That would be today. <laughs> all bicep, tricep today. No, no, like nothing. <laughs> I love a big calf though. Like I wish I had big calves. Like okay. I have slim gym legs and it's just genetics. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that's one thing I wish I did have was like big, thick, muscular legs. Like that's just something I kind of always envied. Although if I did now with my height, I don't know. Although no, I mean, I'm not that tall, but I just, I always liked bigger legs and I'm like, I wish that was a gene of mine to wear (laughs) and thick thighs, but you know, you get what you get. So, you know, little booties matter. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta show them love too. (laughs) I used to hate my thighs. It's that saying of you, you always want what you don't have. You know, yep. and yep. that's that's what I don't have, and that's what I want. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that. I yeah. I, so I used to hate my thighs, and I used to always want skinnier legs. Uh, and now I'm I'm all about my thighs. Out. I love my thighs. I'm like mm-hmm. yes, um, yep. and I want them to be a little bit more rotund. You know, like I want to do like my like my Lizzo or my Megan the Stallion. We're just like. The tiniest movement and then you get like all the balance and flounce you know uh, <laughs> i'm like how do i put more on here uh, uh, naturally um yes yeah. of course <laughs> i know there's pathways <laughs> i know that there's options uh that's just that you know that's not on the plate for me i'm thinking natural gains uh yes seriously yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's wild how uh like you said, you do want the things that you don't necessarily have. Um, and then, yeah, just even like growing into it, like I used to hate it. So I'd always cover them up. And now I'm always like, where are my Daisy Dukes? Um, and my workout shorts are always like mid thigh uh, something, you know, because I'm like, these are some of my strongest assets now. 
Like, <laughs> uh, yes, that's an understatement. <laughs> if you have not seen Kellen and his Daisy Dukes and a nice <laughs> go to his Instagram, Instagram right now and get your ass in the gym because it will definitely motivate you. <laughs> when I say I'm envious of having thick thighs and thick legs, it's because I have to see Trinelle Originals lit. I mean, gosh, does it get any better than that? <laughs> Oh, screaming. Well, oh. thank you for that. Thank you for the boost. Come on now. So, well, I guess I appreciate I'm it. These gym <laughs> results, you know, and how much I probably can't physically just naturally accomplish. But, you know, it's going to motivate me to to try to accomplish, you know, what you have going on, because I know they're only going to be bigger and better the next time I see them. Come on. Uh, let's hope. Uh, yeah. For me, it's my biceps. Uh, so like, I want my biceps to be bigger. Or I guess just like my my upper body. Like I've always had like the same like upper body ever since like high school. I've had the same body since high school, actually. I've been around the same weight, like same shape, you know, like my sizes and clothes, clothes, wow. Uh, okay, you <laughs> <funny about it. laughs> know, I've been watching too much Proud Family. I, I live for the day <laughs> and all the crazy stuff she says. Um, Anyways, yeah, all, all my sizes and my clothes have like basically been the same. Uh, yeah, it just like it hasn't changed. And I'm like, I want to like bulk up just a little bit, just a little bit, you know, just to where like it shows just a tiny bit underneath my stuff, you know. Uh, that was random. I don't blame you. See, I yeah. can't, I can't go too hard because people be calling me sir. Like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will be in the store and like you see this little soy apple lady and they'll be like, oh, let this happened last week. First of all, oh, (laughs) I we were like I was cashing out like my parking ticket and this lady's like, oh, well, let him go. But then once they look up and look at my face, they're like, oh, 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 I'm, you know, then they don't know what to say. But it happens all the time to me because people look at my height or I'll have like a sweatshirt on or, you know, leggings or in a or a hat on. And they'll like say, OK, sir. And they'll look at me like just totally dumbfounded. I'm like, you know, there are tall women in the world like I am. not. Hello. <laughs> So if I packed on some extra muscle, like they might be confused. But like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Not too much, you know. I mean, your girl could use some extra pounds, some extra muscle, as you know. The black community has always told me you need to get some more meat on your bones because that's one thing the black community will not stop themselves from saying if you are too skinny so yes i could use a little bit more meat on my bones but shoot i can't be what's the encanto sisters name louisa uh, i can't be rolling up there because i swear <laughs> people just do not care and be like okay sir okay i'm like all right pronouns like <laughs> get them right <laughs> oh it's too good well dang Uh, I got to get back in the gym ever since COVID and pandemic. I'm like, you know what, you know, they said you can contact it through, you know, liquid basically coming from your body. I was like, that's it. I'm not, I'm not going to the gym, but, um, so I usually work out at home, but you know, I, I wouldn't mind going back into the gym, but things are opening up now. Like they just dropped the mask mandate for travel. I don't know how I feel about it. Like I feel I do. I I am pro-choice. So like, I totally like am cool with them saying, Hey, it's your choice, whatever you want to do. Um, because honestly I am sick of masks, but 
when it comes to traveling, I, I would most likely just personal choice wear my mask because if I'm going to get it anywhere or it's going to be probably be the most risky, I would assume it would be traveling because everybody's coming from every which way as opposed to sticking within your own community that, you know, you can kind of keep control of in terms of numbers and things like that. Um, but yeah, I was kind of surprised to hear the no mask mandate, but a lot of states are just not they're not fooling with it. They're just like, you know, like North Carolina, like I have yet to see like one person wear a mask, like over their half of their face. Like the, the okay. most I've seen is like under their chin. It's like at that point, why even wear it? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. It's <laughs> not serving nose. its purpose. Yeah. So like now things are beginning to open up. Um, so yeah, I do like that. It's a choice, you know, because it's not for everybody. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've, we've been through this quite a few times now, I feel like, so we'll see. I mean, at this point, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I haven't had to hop on a plane yet, so I haven't encountered that. Uh, however, just off top, I'm like, I still want to wear a mask. Like just being Mm -hmm. around that many people, uh, I just know for me, I'd be like, ugh, like, I, I would just want to just like, I don't know, for the personal feeling, even if anything, mm-hmm. uh, I went to the store yesterday. Dang, that was yesterday. So yesterday morning uh, and I was like, or it was Monday. So two days ago, whatever. Uh, and I didn't wear a mask because um, you don't have to here in Washington anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, or you never really had to in Spokane anyways, even though you did. Um Spokane was Spokane. Uh, anyways, and the guy, there was like the guy who was helping me, like he was talking to me. And at one point, I just like felt all of his like breath and air like over my face. And in like, I wanted to like cringe and step away and like do all the things. Yet, like we were engaged in a conversation so that I didn't want to like socially, I didn't want to like, you know, give him these body cues. Like I'm so disgusted right now, you know? Yeah. Um, and so then I just sat there and then like, I felt like a couple more waves of it. Like, like I physically felt the air like hitting my face, even though we weren't like yeah. right next to each other, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, Ugh. it's like cringing <laughs> on the inside, you know? Uh, yeah. It, you know, obviously everything that we've been through in the last however many years has like heightened our awareness of all this. Yeah. Just in that moment, I was just like, why didn't I put a mask on? <laughs> I was just <laughs> so upset. Uh, yet it was also like a cowboy store and like nobody was really wearing masks. You know, like I would, I, I literally would have been the only person. Um, and like I said, people aren't really like wearing them around anymore, uh, just in general. Uh, so yeah, it's, I don't know travel though I'm like yeah or like I guess just the thought of like being in big groups you know or like around a lot of people I'm like ooh, cover up for me it's just like okay you have everybody coming from every which way like you know and you don't know it might be worse over here it might be you know slim over here you might have it have may you maybe you may not have seen any COVID cases for the last five days or 20 days or however many months over here and this person coming from this town compared to this person coming from this town or this city or this state, you know what I mean? To where everything is just different. So that's why I'm like, you would think that'd be the last place you kind of undo masks when it comes to, you know, public transportation. But 
But at the same time, like I said, it's a choice. So at least I would be able to have my mask on because I am tired of masks. <laughs> like, not going to lie, like you know. being in North Carolina and just, you know, I haven't had my mask on. But at the same time, it's like, I'm going to still keep my distance. Like, don't be walking up on me. <laughs> like, if I'm walking outside, if I'm walking in the store, you know, just keep your distance. Um, but at the same time, I totally respect businesses and places that do keep a mask and I feel secure in that as well. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, the VP got, got COVID. Um, Kamala got COVID. I which didn't was, see that. Uh, a few days ago. Yeah. So, you know, as usual, our country is just kind of a shit show and, you know, we'll see what happens in our, our little reality reality tv show but um <laughs> as you were talking about the whole air thing have you ever uh-huh. seen the movie along came polly yes it's been a long time back now with uh, ben stiller Anderson. and jennifer yeah Stiller. i said ben affleck see i really don't know i thought i was like on I, I was about to pat myself on the back because i don't even i don't normally know you know white actors and stuff but I got you're the first piece, right? But, yeah, exactly. Um, I was like, you're in anyway, there. <laughs> anyway, you know, there's this part to where like they're playing basketball and like the guy has like a sweaty chest and it's hairy and like <laughs> his face goes up and he's like a germaphobe, like complete germaphobe. And he's guarding this guy. He's stuck with this sweaty guy playing basketball outside in New York. First of all, it's right. humid as <laughs> ever out there. And like they do a slow-mo where this guy goes up for a shot and like Ben's face goes into this man's chest and like his mouth is open and it's like slow-mo. Like that's what I thought of when you brought up the air and it sounds so dramatic, but we wouldn't have thought anything about this like two years ago. And then now just because of, you know, it's COVID, that's how extreme it is. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Like the snow, slow-mo like smear down his face. Yeah. <laughs> so That's right. I forgot he was a germaphobe. It was like uh, bar nuts or something, right? Or like that he couldn't yeah, eat. Yeah, he didn't like he bar nuts. Yeah. And then like to prove that he loved the girl, spoiler alert, he like rubbed the, the <laughs> A decade and a half off. later. <laughs> <laughs> he rubbed the peanut on the side rock. Like literally like, you know, it was chalk and then put it in his mouth. And I'm like, dang try to do that now people will look at you like you are batshit crazy <laughs> yeah Ooh. Ooh, that just makes you cringe thinking about it yeah, too uh good. too good yeah that's literally how i felt though i <laughs> i felt like i was being smeared with his air just uh. he gave me some good information though um so <laughs> that was kind of cool i was like all right i'm like i walked away with some uh some good tidbits here Uh, Yeah, I was like, thanks for that, sir. I'm like, if anything, if I'm going to be risking my health, I better walk away with an education at least. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, yes. And speaking of uh, risking health, um, Lil Nas X uh, announced yesterday uh, that he's going on tour. uh, Long live Montero, I believe. Uh, and I was like, that is definitely something that I would risk my health for. Um, (laughs) (laughs) like sign me up. How do I get to this concert? (laughs) That was like the first thing that went in my head too. I was like looking for the cities, looking for the places. And I was like, you know what? I don't even care. Like, I do not want to miss out on this. I will Mm -hmm. be there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. So many tours are dropping. It's kind of hard to keep up because like my Instagram gets flooded. Like Alicia Keys is going on one. And then there's oh. that like 
that whole Live Nation in Vegas tour, the Lovers and Friends tour. And then you have, there's just countless numbers of tours going on and I'm like saving everything. And I'm just like, I want to go to all of them, but it's just not financially possible <laughs> or physically possible realistically because they're like every other weekend. But um, yeah, I don't blame you for wanting to risk your house to go to that one. That's probably going to be a good one. Like if if anything, this would be worth it for me. <laughs> that sounds horrible <laughs> to say out loud. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to miss out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. Which is crazy again that like we're at that point where it's just like these are my calculated risks. Um, you know, again, now that the world's opening up a little bit more, you know, we're at a little bit more of an ease type state in general. You know, people are doing things more. Um, I remember when it was heightened, though, you know, you really had to think, like, am I even going to go to this, I don't know, high school basketball game, you know, or am I going just whatever it is, like even smaller things where it's like, ooh, but my health, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now it's like this great bigger thing where it's like, ooh. yeah, I guess it's just relative to where we are in, in everything that's going on right now. Um, however, shout out, or I guess healing to, uh, Kamala VP, Kamala Harris. I didn't realize that was a thing I've been again, as I normally am. So disconnected from everything That's and from news. Me, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the gym, I saw, uh, that president Biden was at somebody's services, like somebody's funeral speaking. And I felt bad because I didn't even know. I was like, this is obviously somebody like a big name and important. Uh, and I don't even know what's going on. No, I've uh, been disconnected, like just barely hanging on to any service out here. So I don't know if it's happened in the last like four days and I have no idea. But on top of that, I was at my grandparents. And so like they watch yeah. the news all day, every day. But um, I haven't, I was taking them on errands and stuff. So I've been disconnected for like a week and a half now. So I have no idea. Um, so I don't blame you. Yeah, for sure. My grandpa, he listens to the news like first thing in the morning. <laughs> when I spend the night there, it'll be like 4.35 in the morning, maybe like 5.15 if you're lucky. And it's just like the news full blast <laughs> Like you have no option but to listen to it, uh, which is endearing now that I'm an adult. And I'm just like, oh, Papa, like, that's so cute. <laughs> um, and then also at the exact same time, like as you're sitting there trying to sleep and being like, this is not what I want to be hearing. <laughs> to take so sad. Out of my <laughs> There's <laughs> hardly any positives, you know? Exactly. But at the same time, it's like, it's funny because you have to tap in at some point, whether it is via social media or it is via cable, like you're not adulting if you don't know what's going on with the news. Like it shows a really big lack of character if you don't know what's going on in the world. And I learned that the hard way because people are like, Michaela, you don't know this was going on? I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I was so busy. And as kids, you think it's so boring. Like I don't want to watch the nails. And then like someone asked you something as an adult. And when you don't know, it's like, okay, you feel like a kid again because mm -hmm. you're, just like, you're just naturally supposed to know <laughs> and so I just you know I'm I could be better but um but at the same time it is kind of sad because there's just a lot of negativity going on in the world and therefore you know it is definitely something that we should know but some days I'm like you know what 
I just want to wake up in all positivity and, like, you know, I'll learn about it tomorrow. Yes. Come on, I'll learn about it tomorrow. Uh, yes, very much that. Um, another part of my week, which don't let me neglect uh, to mention, is uh, my constant and, like, increasing adoration for Encanto. Um so in the last still, okay <laughs> still like in the last three weeks I've watched that movie legit every day I think I've missed like two days um and it wasn't until last week when I was like oh I can also just listen to the soundtrack uh and so then I'll be finding moments where I listen to the soundtrack and then I'll come home and then I'll watch the movie uh you know I'll give you that much it is a great movie it's it's so good yeah. uh and I guess that's like one thing that I was thinking. I was like, no wonder you get like so like analytical about these things. It's because you consume it so much. Like when you watch something 30 times, then you can definitely like start to think about all the other things, you know, like, wait a second. Like, <laughs> what does this mean? Or what are they trying to say here? This detail. Um, however, it's just like had me by the neck, like by the throat. It has not let me go. Uh, and I just live for it, even though. I actually am like halfway miserable watching the movie um, because of the grandma, like, uh, and how like critical she is of her granddaughter. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know like what it is like inside me that needs to work this thing out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I watch it. I'm just like, why are you being so mean to your grandchild? Um, yet the bigger picture also just being kind of like the historical trauma, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was going to say in a, in a long, in a roundabout way. And I really am very, you know, fragile when it comes, not fragile. I would say skeptical when I use the term victim, but, and, you know, she is a victim in a sense of the generational trauma. Um, well, gosh, I really don't like using the word victim, but just based on like, you know, different cultures and different just different cultures and how they operate, you know, and I think we definitely have seen it within our own as well. Maybe in a lot of subliminal ways, there's a lot of commonalities amongst different cultures, but basically within Encanto, I feel like the grandmother, you know, she had to carry that weight for so long. And there's a lot of things that she had went, have, has gone through that. Yeah. She was depicting it in the wrong way. So I guess that's where I, you know, I cut off the victim just in general, like you can no longer say you're the victim if you're hurting the ones you love and it's evident that you are. Um, but at the same time, I think she, she really just, she had a lot of growing, a lot of understanding and no one really brought that to her eyes, but her granddaughter did, you know, everyone kind of walked around the issue and her granddaughter obviously brought that to her her eyes in an unexpected way. And um, she had to face what she had to face, whether she realized she was doing it or not. But, you know, it was a big wake up call and one that she needed. And as soon as she got that wake up call, you know, things kind of bloomed, I would say. But um, but yeah, it's a really deep movie. And the thing is, like with a lot of these 
different movies that are being made for kids. I'm like, this is not for a child. Like they do not know what's going on. (laughs) These are made for us. (laughs) There's so many movies out nowadays to where there's such a bigger picture and there's such a bigger issue and a bigger plot, you know, that kids just aren't going to (laughs) understand, you know, I think they're very distracted by the colors and what's going on. But when it comes to the storyline, I'm like, this was made for adults. (laughs) (laughs) Without a doubt. Yes. And, and made by the adults that like want the healing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Let me work through this stuff. Uh, so we're going to create it. Uh, yeah. Cause like, like I said, like I'll, I'll be on edge like the entire time that Abuela is just like going off on Mirabel for like no effing reason, you know, left I and right, you. right and left. And how even her parents don't even stand up for her really, mm-hmm. you know, until, until she runs away. At the yeah. end, then that's when they want to be buck and be like, I'm I'm looking out for my daughter. Um, yet like every time that like Abuela like publicly shames or reprimands or is just, you know, shady to her granddaughter, nobody says anything and nobody ever comes to her defense. And so like it just like irks my soul so much, you know, because I'm like, again, I'm like, that's your own that that's your own person. Like that came from you, this person, um, your descendant. However, when you get to that part, like the, the reckoning, when like you see her with her three babies in her arm and she's like losing her world, you know? Um, and I guess that's like the, the, well, anyways, I'll finish this thought, thought. like then, then it's like, okay. You know, like that is something super traumatic to go through. Um, and then being able to liken it to like our own experiences and our own family histories. Um, cause they say like, you know, we were forced from our home, like our home was taken from us. Uh, and then they show them like being physically attacked, um, you know, by people. And it's like, okay, like we can liken that to the experiences in, in our family's histories as well, you know? So that's where it's like, okay, like I get it, you know, um, like that is so effed up um to have to go through that uh and then to lose like your person or any family member as a part of that uh which is wild um and then kind of sidebar to that is just like the way that disney obviously it's disney so they can't like really dive dive yet the way that they use like loss and or lost um cuz right off top they're like you know your abuelo pedro was lost um, when it was like, oh, like he died, like he, he died fighting or, you know, was attacked. Uh, and then like the thought of like, oh, um, my brother Bruno, um, lost his way in this family. You know, we don't want to lose you too. Uh, and I don't know. I just think it's interesting the way that they use loss and or lost in the movie, um, to like kind of touch on these like deep things where it's like was bruno really lost or did you guys like ostracize him and like push him out where he felt like he didn't even belong and he had to like leave um and then like you know the thought of like abuelo like you know him being lost and or you know physically taken from the world uh anyways i just like again since i've watched it so many times when i hear it now i'm like oh like huh you know? <laughs> no, I think that's a very 
important topic just to even talk about family trauma, because it happens within so many families that, you know, that really directs how the family operates. And I can personally speak from my own family, like my grandparents, and I'm sure many grandparents, you know, first of all, it's a generational change, like things, times back then are not times like today. Mental health was not even talked about. And if it was, it was like you were in trouble for it, or it was something that you immediately just push under the rug, you know? And so I know with like my grandparents and I will, I will use them and hoping that, you know, maybe somebody can connect, you know, connect with the same, with the same, but like, I would say, for example, like one of my grandparents, actually two of my grandparents, they both lost their parents at a very, very, very young age. Like their mothers died at like five years old. And so with, with, with one of them, they, the mother died at a very early age by giving birth to another baby. And then they were pushed out of the home by like, I think they were like 11, 12, 13, somewhere within that age range, like a child, you know, that's when you're first beginning to learn things and understand the world. And, um, they were pushed out of the home. So they were on their own since that age. And so having that disconnect from not only a mother, but both parents, you know, there's a lot that goes on in your head. There's a lot that you have to experience on your own, especially during a time where racism was at an all time high and just, you know, trying to figure out your position in the world. And so fast forward, once you have family, once you have kids, you know, things that you don't talk about is going to affect your kids because for whatever reason, you're trying to cover up what you were missing out on, or you were trying to cover up, cover up just because of pride, because you don't, you know, you've always kind of been in survival mode or whatever, you know, that's only going to negatively affect your kids. And so, you know, with kind of tying that with the movie and the film, I'm sure it happened. It's very, very common amongst especially black and brown families, because there is so much that they've had to go through. There is so much that we've gone through as a group of people that is really can be undescribable. And then when you bring up Bruno, and that's just a clear and prime example of there's so much that families just don't talk about, you know, whether it is something that's really harsh or something that rubbed them the wrong way, therefore the rest of the family needs to be rubbed the wrong way. You know what I mean? So I think family trauma is a very big topic that still interferes and um, has a lot of implications on the rest of the family if it's not talked about. I think with my grandparent, that, that grandparent that I do have, if they were able to say, hey, you know what? I've been through this, therefore this is the way I react at certain things, or this is why we don't talk about this, that alone would help so much, but because they don't say that and because they're kind of still in that grandma phase that, you know, an Encanto is to where it's like, you know what, this is how I feel. This is what it should be. This is what it's going to be. And everyone just kind of revolves around that decision. You know, it does a lot more damage. And then you have, you know, that person's kids, like, let's say it is the grandparent or the grandmother. It was like, you, you have children and they have children and they're all just trying to figure out how to put the pieces together themselves and then become who they are on their own. Like it's a lot to deal with, (laughs) you know, just trying to figure out why they are the way they are. And so 
the best thing I think any family can do is just really live in that truth. Like whether you want to admit what's going on or, you know, if, if you see that it's hurting someone within your family or hurting someone that you truly love, and there are a lot of unanswered questions, say, you know what, there is an answer. I just don't know how to answer it right now. You know, just live in that truth alone of your own truth of saying, you know what, I know this hurts you and there is an answer, but you know, I'll tell you eventually, or I mean, just whatever it is. I think it it just does a lot more damage when words go unsaid within families. And it, it's, I feel like it's something that's all too common and not may not be in every family, but um, a greater majority, I think. And even within black families, like there's a lot of families who just like, you know, well, this is the way we were told. So this is the way it is. And then in native families as well as like, well, we don't understand, you know, why this is the way this is for you. We were just taught to not talk about it. You know, when you think about boarding schools, you know, whatever it is, whatever trauma it is, it's very hard to unpack that when you don't really know where it stems from, because that really just creates mental health issues within the upcoming generations. So, you know, family trauma is a hard one to tackle, but I think just speaking on it and feeling like you have a space, a a safe space to talk about it, whether it's just one other person that's in the room, whether it's someone that, you know, has the same cultural background as you, you know, it's very important to unpack those things because you don't want to pass that on to your children or the next generation from there, you know? Yeah, for wow, sure. Totally just no, no, no. Thank you for that. Cause, uh, cause yeah, I mean like the, the other thing that like came up and cause yeah, just like grandma, like, you know, not talking about it and, and Bruno not talking or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, I, I liken it to like, you know, my family and like the things that, you know, people have gone through, um, and how I mentioned before, like even in, in talks with like Nakats, my maternal grandmother, you know, she's like with you, Kellen, I have experienced conversations that in the first eight decades of my life I I hadn't you know like because again now the prevalence of uh you know speaking through um the things on our heart uh the things that we go through with our mental health uh and and the the active healing you know um which wasn't always discussed so openly or freely or just even with like this many resources around it, you know, so many tool sets to engage in these conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's through the generations that now we are at a place where we can talk about things or like we, we feel a little bit more empowered or have more space to do so, uh, which is helping, you know, and I think of, uh, an, so like with Abuela, like, and then I think of like an episode of uh, Reservation Dogs when they go and they meet Uncle Brownie um, and they go out to like his place um, and um, Alora is like trying to talk to her Uncle Brownie uh, about her mom, you know, cause like her mom and Uncle Brownie like grew up like, you know, sister, brother, cousin, you know, super close, tight knit. Um, and she's like asking her uncle, like, cause she never knew her mom cause her mom died when she was young, you know, based on the story. Um, and, uh, and she was like asking, like, can you tell me about her and how, like, you can tell, like, and then he's like, no, I can't. Cause if I do, I'll cry. And he's like, you know, it's not that I don't want to talk to you about it. Like, I just, I, I can't do it. Cause if I do, then I'll cry. Like I'll, I'll have to face this hardship or like the heartache. Uh, and so then like, I think about that with like Abuela or like others, you know, where it's like, it's not even also to that, like, they don't want to talk about these things yet, just like feeling that block uh, and then just 
because of that block alone, then it doesn't get discussed. And then it becomes all these things that you were describing, you know, and then it builds and then it, then it goes into another generation. And as that's happening, it's also the mannerisms that come with, you know, working around it or covering that up, overcompensating for whatever that feeling is, you know, that, you know, it's like, oh, if there were an opportunity to share and to talk through it, you know, to talk through that pain or through all of the stuff that you're experiencing, um, it would be more likely that, you know, a healthier system would, you know, develop between, you know, you, the family unit, you know, like, so say in the example of Uncle Brownie, like if you were able to talk about it, you know, Alora would feel better, you know, their connection, uh, uncle to niece or cousin to cousin would grow in connection, you know, and then they'd both like walk with less weight, you know, because they'd have another ally, you know, all the things that come from talking through things, um, all the benefits, let's say that come from talking through things. Um, yeah, that's, you know, again, just like not the reality oftentimes. Uh, and it's, it's often the, or not, I don't want to say often yet, you know, we do see that the opposite a lot too, where it's like, these things aren't discussed. And so then things, then, then, then the nasty stuff comes about. So like Abuela being horrible to her granddaughter, you know, like, why are you being so mean and doubtful and like calling her a liar? And like, you know, just because she can't serve you with a, a magic gift, she now means nothing to you yet. Then like at the end, now she means everything to you. Yeah. It's like now even poor, like, I know I'm really digging deep here. Yeah. I'm like, Mirabel like went 10 years where like, or like her first five years, like her grandma loved her. And then because she didn't get her gift then her grandma hated her for like the next 10 years and like publicly shamed her. And so I'm like, even as a 15 year old person who like now has like finally gotten an apology from her grandma, which I don't think her grandma ever made a public apology. She only apologized to her in private, which again, I even tweeted about this. I was like, I need Abuela to go out to the town, to the entire Encanto and in front of the entire family and apologize to uh, Mirabel in front of everybody because she always made a point to publicly shame her, yet she can't go and apologize in front of everyone. So that's just a little bit of like- Helen, you have watched this movie way too I much. I know, I know. However- but I agree with you. I you agree. Know? Yeah. I'm like, all this time that you were bad mouthing me in public, and now you just like want to on the low on the creep, give me one cute little apology, and now we're all Gucci. Like, no, girl, like I need you to come back in front of everybody and let them know too. Like, <laughs> and I need you to in front of the rabbit together. <laughs> Helen's right in that storyline. <laughs> I tell you, I be feeling it sometimes. Um, yeah, just then, then thought of it where I'm just like, I know it's only a, a, a show, yeah. It's like because of that not talking, like you're talking about. For those 10 years now, now like Mirabel like has these like this 10 year gap of our like 10 year period in her life where like she's had to move in these different ways. And so that's stuff that she's gonna have to process out going into adulthood, you know, and again, I know it's all fictional. Yeah, as it applies, like these are true lessons. These are, you know, things that we actually see in real life. Um, and, you know, they're they're bringing the conversation of, uh, you know, family dynamics and addressing historical trauma and all of that um, into these animated films, which again, it's, it is uh, marketed necessarily, or it's marketed primarily, I guess, to kids because it's an animated film yet, you know, the themes and the conversation are for like generations to speak about. Anyways. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That's why I feel like that's why the movie has gone, has done so good. Like yeah. if you voted, 
if you had kids votes versus adults votes, you know, the greater majority is obviously going to be the adults who have watched this film because of the message and everything else. But um, it's a really good movie, really, really good movie. And I'm with you because I was frustrated as well. I'm like, why is she so mean to her? You know, but um, unfortunately, yeah, there's a lot of families that kind of go through that exact same thing just in different ways and I think that's that's the bigger picture but at the same time being able to watching that on Disney at the same time like who would ever thought that this film would be would be made but there's so much relatability to it in its own unique way but very good film I will say that much yeah I and did cool. watch oh go ahead oh, go go no go go no the, the just the last thing about it was just like how it's one of the the newer films that are addressing like parents apologizing to their kids or grandparents apologizing to parents or to their grandchildren. Um, Cause even like turning red, that was another one that came out recently. That's the one I was about to bring up. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Go. You know, <laughs> no, no, so then no. that's kind of crazy how like that's the wave, you know, is just like this thought of like, not saying that like, we need your apologies yet. Just like showing like, it's okay <laughs> to, you know, address these issues head on and to also to make things better for future generations to really, you know, apologize um, for the things and then also just talking through the other stuff. Um, anyways. Yeah, heavy on the apology because a lot of parents just, they they don't apologize. And I think, and I'm not saying mine don't because mine, mine do, you know, but I think there are some, some families and I, like I can speak for, I will say a family I know that they don't, um, they don't necessarily apologize. And I think that's, that's one thing that kind of breaks off that root of mental stability and breaks off that root of going in a better direction because they don't know how to apologize. They don't know how to take ownership of their actions. They don't know how to put their pride aside and just apologize. And just, even if you're saying, I don't know why I'm like this or saying, I do know why I'm like this and I don't know how to change, you know, or whatever. But I do think apologies definitely go a long way. But then when you go into Turning Red, which is a great movie as well. And I knew I was going to love it as soon as I watched it because I think she was like on the bus or somewhere and she was like, I'm 13. And I'm like, you actually look like a 13 year old. <laughs> like, you know, you looked like yes. me, you know, because nowadays yes. everybody, you're 13, you look 37, you look like yes. you're 20 something years old. And I'm just like, you know, she looks like a kid. She does what she wants. She hangs out who, with who she wants to. So that alone was great. But just watching that film and you know, just kind of understanding the direction Disney is going in with just actually addressing the issues that these kids are actually going through that, you know, that we can relate to, you know, because I feel like that is a very common thing. And I'm not Asian. I don't have, you know, this big circle of Asians that I run with to where I know their families. But, you know, it seems like a very common issue just based on maybe other films that I have watched um, and just having to please your parent, having to please your mother, not wanting to let them down. You know, none of us want to do that, you know, but I definitely know some cultures, there's things that are just, 
tradition, you know, and things that, you know, that they, that they do. And, but, but it does definitely have a big impact on our mental health and on where we're going and how we maneuver within the world. It sometimes it sets us back just being so set in these traditions that are only hurting us and not helping us, you know? So that was a really good film to watch and just kind of side note, they do put up a celebrate indigenous, um, Canadian indigenous history and kind of in the background on the school board. I still haven't caught it yet. I watched the movie because I seen it on like Instagram and they were like, okay, turning red, you know, basically we support you. And I'm like, I have to catch it. And I got so engrossed into the movie. I didn't even get to, I, by the end of it, I was like, did I miss the sign? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Disney's going in the right direction in terms of film and their films that are, you know, I, like I always say representation matters and we're slowly getting that representation. And if you can do it to where it's a positive, you know, mental health direction, you know, I'm all for it, you know, and, and to, to, to some grandparents, it might be like, you know, maybe they're proving the wrong message, but I think that's the bigger issue. Just you can't go wrong with just individualizing yourself and allowing your child to do that, you know, and just give them the structure. It doesn't always have to necessarily be, you have to dictate what they're doing with their lives, but giving them that structure of just understanding, you know, right and wrong when it comes to hurting other people's feelings, you know, just having that structure of when to catch them, before they fall, as opposed to telling them what they need to do. That's the important part. You know, that's at least how I hope to raise my children. Like, Hey, I'll give you the structure, but I want you to completely individualize yourself and just know that you're never a disappointment to me. You know what I mean? And that goes a very long way, you know, actually validating and supporting a person. <laughs> yes. Like what? <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> uh, yep. All of that. So it's cool. It's cool to see the wave. Um, And then also like the bops, like again, like the music in Encanto is just, it's, you know, it's, it's a fun time. Like I just enjoy the music too. So then that's the other part about it too. Cause then it's just like on a human level where it's like, we, we, we all culture, you know, they have a sense of music. Um, Music evokes things out of the person, out of a human being. You know, we've known this for generations upon generations, millennia. You know, um, starting with the drum, you know, and our our, our actual voices. Um, and so then just like even that part of it, too, where it's like, uh, again, like then then wanting it for our community, you know, where it's like, I want our movie to like show us our stuff and to have music that we can feel good to and jam to and also have like the good messages in. Um, you know, all of that stuff. And then the imagery and like, even like the mixed families, we've touched on that before, you know, like how there's so many different shades within their family unit um, and within the town, like, you know, all the, all the different people uh, that are shown where it's like, thank you. It's just, it's affirming and validating, you know, just like the bare minimum yet. Yeah, it's like, ah, you know, <laughs> like, yes. Uh, you know, light rays coming down from the skies, you like levitate um, tight feeling. Uh, and yeah. so, yeah, just like hoping for that continual growth, especially given the history of like Disney and yeah. Native people and all the things. Oh, yeah. which we don't have to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just focus on the yeah. you know, <laughs> you got a pocket, you know, yeah. we're, 
we'll talk about it. So let's just. <laughs> yes uh speaking of what we don't talk about no joking not just bruno nay uh we don't talk about misrepresentations (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so uh, i would be again remiss to uh not shout out encanto as a part of my week too because it actually has become like an integral part of my week uh, where it charges me through it's it's kind of like a rhythmic thing too um like i said like establishing my you know nighttime into morning charging through and then like trying to work through these days um it's become a part of my rhythm where i'm like oh let me make sure i throw on kanto in here somewhere because uh, it just makes me feel good you know um so it's like a it just like it's a a boost in my day um, which is kind of cool. It's like, oh, now this has become like a thing for me. I don't know how long it'll last. Um, yeah, it it's a thing right now where it's like, okay, like as a as a, an additional motivator, as I'm like sitting here at my workstation on my ninth hour of beadwork, it's like, let me throw on Encanto. And then, you know, <laughs> and then it helps me. And I'm like, ah, yes, okay, boom. Like I'm back in it, you know? Yeah. But anyways. First of all, all I, I didn't hear anything after nine hours. Like, <laughs> the thing is, I used to be that way. And I'm just like, man, Kellen, that's so long. Your butt. Like, <laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> that's how, like, it's crazy because, like, once I sit for so long and I need to put those like notifications back on to stand every mm-hmm. hour and i remember they used to be so annoying so i'm like i'm beating you do not understand a beat lifestyle <laughs> so like i would just throw my arm down because it's like on your apple watch so i would throw my arm oh, okay okay for like 10 seconds to where they think i stood up and i get back to beating because ah. like, i can't stand up every hour so i'm just gonna fake it and just throw my arm down so it hangs straight down so you think i'm standing <laughs> i'm like i got a project to finish like <laughs> so, but yeah, nine hours is so long and I just, I have to break it up. I don't know if it's just me getting older or what, but like now when I stand up, I legit like have to crack everything and then sit back down. Mm-hmm. And I, that's probably not a good thing. It's probably not a good quality to have to where you have to crack everything, you know, take that break to crack everything. But, you know, I, I'm giving you all the kudos for being able to do nine straight because I haven't been able to yeah. do that in a minute. It's pretty grueling. Um, however, I, I felt it like Friday, I would say I did where I like I sat maybe like five or six hours without moving um, just here and and doing it, you know, and then I felt it, felt it, felt it in my body like bad. Uh, and so things that I've seen that have helped me is to um, get up. Uh, so like I, I, w- I would just make things that would make me get up. Uh, so like a hank of beads was running low rather than having like a bunch of hanks in front of me, I would just have like a tiny bit so that I had to at least get up, walk around my desk, grab the other hank and bring it back. You know, um, every time I thread a needle, I make myself get up. So then I started doing less needles where, cause before I'd pack like 20 needles ready to go, you know, and now I'll just do like a couple, uh, so that after my third three or four needles go down, then I have to, then I have to restring needles. So then that makes me have to get up. Um, and then also drinking lots of water. Cause then I'm like, when I drink lots of water, then I have to go to the bathroom, you know? So it's like, it's guaranteed that I have to go to the bathroom and it's guaranteed that I have to go back to get more water from the kitchen, 
you know, okay, some habit stacker. You know, and that's exactly what I thought of. Uh, was habit stacking. I thought of you. Um, so I'm like, oh, look at me, like staying hydrated while also um, making sure to move my body because otherwise I would sit at my desk for unmitigated hours on end. Uh, and so, yeah, like that's the other thing. I'm like, okay, so it's at least forcing me to go up the stairs, fill up my water, come down the stairs. Um, and then naturally, like, my body's not like, I'm not going to like, you know, like when you, when you feel nature calling, like at a certain point you have to get up and go, you can't just like outlast that forever either, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, it like, it forces me to get up because yeah, if, so it, it's been kind of crazy or like, that's just been one of the things that I'm realizing is how I'm, I'm having to build in getting up because I'm taking or because I'm putting in such long days, you know? Basically yeah. from like 10.30 to 12, like 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 at night are working hours. Um, and and, I, and I, it's only right now because I'm, I'm trying to get something done. You know, I have a deadline coming up in the next few weeks. You and so do. I know on the other side of that, like I'll be chill. Like, you know, I'll, I'll take a break and I'll really ease out. Yeah, you know, as I'm coming into like a finish line, I'm like, I need all of these hours. So <laughs> let's go. And then as much as like, I want to do that again, mentally, my body is still like, I'm a real thing too, girl. <laughs> like you think that you could just sit here and do like this one motion for however many hours, like it's going to show up on your body. You're going to physically feel it uh, and it's not going to feel good. Uh, and it's going to impede you in different ways. So it's like, okay, understanding the human aspect of me, it's like, okay, building in these different things to help me to like break it up a bit. Mm -hmm. You have to have those rest moments. And when your body is, you know, ready for you to do what it needs to do, then that's what you need to do by all means, because you wouldn't be where you're at without the physical condition, positive physical condition of your body. So, you know, as long as, you know, I'm not saying you in particular, but anybody really listening, as long as you, you know, y'all are, you, you understand, you know, that when to take your breaks and how to take your breaks, you know, that's, that's, that's the main thing. And just being aware, because there's been moments to where I know when I first started this whole, you know, I guess, entrepreneurial mindset in a sense, you know, the last thing I did was worry about what my body needed. And I relied on my mind and, you know, mentally taking me to where I need to be and saying that I need to do this, I need to get this done. Um, but once I was able to start listening to my body and just my mental state of like, okay, you know, you have to take care of yourself. That's when, you know, I did that. And, you know, I might had a, you know, it might've took me a while to get to where I actually needed to be, but it took me one baby step at a, you know, at a time to get me to where I need to be. And that was by far, that's by far the healthiest thing that you can do for yourself because, you know, for one, you won't fall out of love with what you're actually doing. If you are passionate about what you're doing because you're taking care of yourself, but at the same time, um, just a better human being. So, yes. you know, having that awareness is key. Um, so anybody listening out there, you know, keep working hard, but as long as you have that awareness, that's great. If not work it into your schedule, the way Kellen does, you know, by getting his water, by doing what you need to do, um, while doing what you need to do. So, Come on. <laughs> yes. so um, I challenge y'all, you know, I don't remember what the last challenge was, but <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I don't even remember. <laughs> I challenge y'all to, you know, stack some habits and, you know, lay out a few things that your body really needs and figure out a way to, 
to to incorporate incorporate it into your schedule and into your day um, because it it really is genuinely important because we're just trying to make the most out of this life. You know, we're not here for a long time, but we're here for a good productive time that, you know, to where, you know, we want to feel fulfilled. And, but by doing so, you have to take care of yourself so you can continue that fulfillment and getting the most out of your, out of your life, I guess, to put in, you know, hopefully it didn't sound too cheesy, but (laughs) you know what I mean. Um, so, so yeah. And I think we're always kind of at that part. Cause I'm at that part as well. I'm constantly having to remind myself what's healthy for me in this moment. You know, let me step aside for one or two minutes. And even I don't consider it meditating, it still might be meditating to where, you know, I step outside, you know, and totally just breathe in and just focus, you know, take a few deep breaths, just focusing, focusing on my breathing and being as present as possible without letting the commotion really consume my mind you know, take those few deep breaths, allow myself maybe five minutes out of the day at the least, um, and then jump right back into it. It does, you know, it does a lot. And that, that stacks my habits and just choosing myself first, making sure I'm getting the water I need, making sure I get the communication I need or whatever it is I need within that window that I'm giving myself. So that way I can produce the best version of myself, not only personally, but through my work as well, professionally. So, um, challenge everybody to do the same and find something that brings you peace, even if it's only for a few minutes, an hour would be great. But if not, you know, even if it's just for a few minutes, find your peace to um, get yourself through what you need to. So. That definitely is meditation. Like anytime you can bring yourself back to presence, that's meditation, you know, even just whatever it is, you know, Um, like coming back to what's happening right here, right now, um, and letting all the different other thoughts that we can have, um, let those pass, you know, like, I know that I can sit here and talk with you while also probably beating while also thinking about what I want to do next Thursday, you know, yeah. like I can do those three things at the exact same time. Yeah. Um, yet in like centering right back into this moment and just being like, okay, I'm looking at my screen, talking to you. And this is the only thing that I'm thinking about, um, or like not even really thinking, just doing the thing and being here, then that that's meditation in itself, you know, um, or it's like a form of meditation. It's like really just coming back to presence. Um, so yeah, I commend you for, for doing that. Like, you know, even just like taking a few moments. Cause like, I think that's the other thing that people often think of too. It's like, oh, I have to like sit with my legs crossed and like my hands on my knees and like chant for it to be meditation like no not at all you know like you really don't um i'm like even if i were to just put on beyonce's me myself and i and have it in my airpods and uh you know i'm standing there or whatever it is you know if i'm doing nothing other than like being very present in the moment like listening to all the words not singing along not thinking about what i want to do later what i'm doing now just like being present like that's meditation in itself too, you know? Um, it's really just like recentering oneself. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just like an encouragement to like find those ways. And through the breath is always a very awesome way um, because, you know, obviously all the benefits of breath work, uh, which it'd be awesome to have um, some some more breath work like discussion uh, I know we had uh, Dione Newell on here before, and I know that she does breathwork classes. Um, we've also been in discussions with other people who have done like breathwork stuff. 
um, yeah, maybe that'll be like a future thing to like do like a deep dive on like, you know, the benefits of breathing. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm all for it. So we'll stick a pin on in that particular part. That yep. way we know to come back to it. So yep. we can get our listeners and myself, because I can definitely use it. Yeah. Um, the the practice of breath work so making note of that now and looking forward to like getting rest as i mentioned um you know hitting things super hard right now and it's kind of unnaturally hard yeah on the other side of that taking rest so like as soon as i'm done with my deadline the following like week after that i have nothing on my calendar like i've i've blocked off my calendar for nothingness for literal rest um and to enjoy that for basically the remainder of the month of may uh and so that'll be good too for us um is to take a little bit of rest uh here in the coming weeks uh so this is the end of april so this will go up uh i guess yeah the last few days of april uh and for both of us like as we're like <laughs> hitting as we're like munching through our overstacked plates uh, <laughs> since we have so much on our plates uh like one giving us the like opportunity to like sit and focus on like literally what's on our plate to clear things off and then also to rest um and so yeah like looking forward to like taking a little bit of time to Yes, I think this is a perfect place just to say that we're walking in. We want to have a smooth transition. And um, as we've been speaking through the past episodes, you know, we're walking into this next chapter. We're beginning to bloom and we want to do that as easy as possible in this month of May. You know, we're just going to take a little time to get right. And then we're going to come back and we're going to be able to provide y'all and fulfill y'all's ears with the best of QTP as you know, <laughs> you know? but me and Kellen are definitely experiencing a lot of big blessings and we're coming into our own. And this month, we just want to make sure that we can be deliverable amongst everything that we have going in in our lives and we can come back with a clear mind, clear conscious, clear everything and um, deliver the best episodes possible. But we're going to take that month and just allow ourselves to be ourselves and do it wholeheartedly and unapologetically. And we're going to take this month for us. And I don't think we does it. We need an explanation for that. Not <laughs> so at all. And, and I thank you for, for even like a bring like addressing the 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 conversation you know unlike abuela you know <laughs> who just <laughs> does the opposite you know it's like let's let's talk about these things and then it's like as soon as we talk about it it's like oh girl me too you know like and and now we can we can find some good senses of healing uh through like simple conversation through simple like talking through what's on our heart what's on our spirit uh so yeah looking forward to like taking some time to rest and yeah again just encouraging others to like maintain your your well-being and to find your moments of rest like uh, the ebbs and flows of it all yeah it you may be like you know pound on the pavement at the moment yeah also make sure to like build in that time for rest yeah I seen this post on Instagram and it was just like you know just because you're tired and you love what you do, it doesn't mean that you're ungrateful, you know, and it had these on different ongoing different kind of sentences that kind of brought together to where it's like, you can love what you do and still be tired. It's okay. You know, I love coming over. I love coming 
on here and speaking to you on a weekly basis. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay to say, you know, I'm tired a little bit. I just need a reboot or I might need a vacation or I might need to just step aside and just throw my focus over here so I can be the best that I can be over here or whatever it is. But it's okay to love what you do and feel tired. It's okay to love what you do and feel exhausted. That makes you human. And so, you know, we'd look like hypocrites if we don't take a break, you know, and we're sitting here telling y'all to take a break and to do what's best for you and learn all these (laughs) habits and meditate and do this. But yet we're, you know, we might need a little bit of time to do that for ourselves. So we're going to go ahead and do it for this next month and enjoy it and embrace it and then we'll come back and hopefully be able to pass what we've learned this past month you know pass that on to y'all so I'm actually really excited for this little break and being able to come I'm excited to come back because I feel like we're gonna have the earful to probably say if we don't then just ignore this last statement but we'll for sure be new people it. on the other side we'll be yeah. new people <laughs> our, our, we'll be coming through our, our skin even more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They were like, all right, we came back for this episode. Just tell y'all we need another month. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Just a mini. All right, y'all. Well, uh, <laughs> hello and goodbye. <laughs> Check us out on media. Uh, you can see us at now. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't post in X amount of days, you know, send out some help because <laughs> this girl done rested too much. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yes. Hello. Oh my gosh, wishing you well, and uh, I'm excited to get back when we get back. Yep. To be continued, we love y'all. We'll be right back. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com. Feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at Quantum Theory Pod, and you can also find us on Facebook.com backslash Quantum Theory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiya Pihechnu. See you next time. <laughs>